What's going on, guys? AJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. Uh, just a few quick thoughts here on a very disappointing Sunday evening. Uh, my Ravens lost. Uh, I'm angry. I'm pissed. I don't know how to feel. Um, I want to cry. I want to take my own head and smash it against uh, a cement wall, if that makes sense. I know that seems very violent, so let me move on from that. I'm very upset. Um, beyond that, though, um, I just want to share a few thoughts with you guys. Um, something that I've talked about often, two things, actually. The first is I'm very much a hybrid. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I see things from both sides and it really allows me to have an advantage to a certain degree as I conduct the work that I do, as I try to um, implement uh, the business model that I want to implement. You know, I'm half in the startup founder operator world, and I just understand what it feels like to, to, to take a thing from zero to one or zero to two and just that process in itself. Um, and then I'm deep into this HR, people operations, employee experience world directly within growth organizations as well. And going through the ebbs and flows of the beginning stages, trying to get those functions off the ground. So I sit in this very nice intersection that is incredibly exciting for me. And um, I want to talk about that. I think um, there's a couple things there. I'm doing a lot of work right now, just thinking about people operations at the startup level. And, you know, one thing that hit me today is the fact that, you know, I am in the process of being a startup myself. I am back in the entrepreneurial seat. I am back being an operator um, before a few recent family issues and mishaps and just, you know, things not going how I wanted just a few, probably about a month ago, I was looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, about 13, 14, fellow co-founders, partners, and employees as a whole within this collective. And, you know, so overnight I've turned for very much back into a founder, very much back into a CEO, back, back into an operator, back into a leader of people. And um, I guess what I can talk about is just some of the struggles. I think the first struggle is, um, is, is removing the ego. You guys have heard me talk about this so much, but it's something that is, it's something that is a uh, conservative effort that I think needs to occur to remove the ego that a lot of people just simply underestimated, don't think a lot about. Um, I think for me, the way I've been able to, to do it is to remind myself literally, like I have moments in my calendar multiple times a week and throughout the month where I'm just checking my ego. I'm looking back over everything that we're executing against and I'm figuring out how I can live more into those that I'm working with, live more into those that I recruited and put in power positions with, with these crazy ideas that I had, whether that's Angela, whether that's Keith, whether that's Claire, whether that's Rasha, whether that's Naya, whether that's AJ, whether that's Andrew, whether that's Josiah, whether that's any of the partners that I have that I'm working with um, right now and in the future, no matter who I'm working with, no matter who I'm building with, um, I, I want to continue to check my ego, check my own perspectives. It's very easier as a founder of five or 15 or 20, really up to about 50 or 60 employees, partners, people. It's very easy to let ego take over. It's very easy to be very romantic about your idea, about what you wanted, about your baby, quote unquote, about the thing. And at the end of the day, how I 
remove the ego and how I get over it is I keep my eyes and my energy focused on the end result, no matter what I need to get to a certain point. So for me right now, it's just testing and making sure this is a thing. And what I mean by that is I'm very confident over the course of the next few years, I'll always be able to be a head of people or an executive within a company doing something. So I, I, that's not what I'm testing. What I'm testing is there's a there's a different point of view, a certain level of practicality, a certain level of empathy, a certain level of auditing the contextual nature of your people first, approach to HR, approach to leadership, approach to business that I think is a bit progressive and I'm breaking a lot of shit and I want to make sure that the companies that I want to support and work with, the market, I want to make sure that they're going to be there with me to help me pick up the glass after I broke things and say to me, I'm willing to help you pick up the glass because I believe in what you're doing. That's what I'm trying to test. That's what I'm trying to taste. I need to also remember that that is the final end goal, how we get there. I need to remove ego. How we get there does not matter. How we get there, I could really care less. And I need to continually tell myself that while slash also balancing that with a ton of ego around being confident, right? Around, you know, understanding what those values look like around understanding what it doesn't look like to go down a particular path around being a leader, around living in empathy. So there's two things, right? You have to have ego about being strong, about being empathetic, about being confident, about being patient. And then you have to remove ego around control, around pushing your own narrative for your own personal agenda, around doing a lot of other things. And so that's something that I'm back in the seat of, which is great for the work that I do. And then there's a tip that I'm giving out to all founders that are maybe listening to this because you have to balance that. Um, I think another tip and another thing I may want to talk about is I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about recruiting your first team members. Um, something that I'm experiencing right now and you know, it's something that I've always known and you know, it was definitely a struggle over the last four months of build these brands, but um, communication around understanding someone's bandwidth mentally and realistically um, from a workflow perspective, from a mental perspective, and then also understanding someone's end purpose are incredibly, incredibly, incredibly important. I don't care if it's a partner. I don't care if it's an employee. I don't care who they are. If they're working on something you are wanting to get off the ground, in order to get things done practically, in order for people to have a lot of internal motivation, and in order for the thing to get done correctly with a lot of care, and for that person to have a consistent level of energy to bring to the table each day, um, you have to really audit and understand why they're why they want to be involved in this thing, what they're trying to get out of it what their mental bandwidth is. And what I mean by mental bandwidth, you know, like, let me talk about employees here. Like, even if I'm hiring someone and I'm paying for their time, quote unquote, their mental bandwidth right now in their life may not fit the intensity of the bandwidth that we need mentally in the startup phase. Like, let's call a spade a spade from, to get from idea to 0.5, not even one to 0.5, takes a level of intensity, a level, a level of focus, a level of being able to break things, a level of being able to make mistakes and move quickly through those mistakes 
being able to analyze things consistently day in and day out, that level of attention takes a lot of mental power. The people you're looking to hire may not be okay with that right now in their life, in their career. Like where my mother is, she's not perfect for this. Where my, where my girlfriend is, she's not perfect for this. Where most of my friends are, they're not built for this. There's a certain type of person that, that it's built for slash even as a founder, you need to continually audit what they are built for and create their personal environment around that. So practically what I mean with that, here's a perfect example. I had a, I had a conversation with my co-founder Angela this, this evening, auditing and unpacking her mental bandwidth, her physical bandwidth, the way that she wants to build this business and finding a win-win, finding a common ground. It's my job to do that. It's my job to make her happy. It's her job to make me happy. It's my job to make her feel calm and to contextually build things around her that makes her productive and, and vice versa. So that should be the value. That should be the consistent behavior that I don't see enough founders and leaders thinking about when it's when it comes down to hiring their first staff. And so that's a focus. That has to be a focus. Um, tangibly, that looks like writing things out. Tangibly, that looks like just thinking about you know, what, what's really needed and communicating that from like an employer branding standpoint, whether that's, you know, in text form, when you're looking for a particular role, definitely when that person comes into the company for their first interview, definitely once they've actually signed on completely being okay with, um, okay with, uh, having, uh, commitments to that conversation day, day in and day out, like literally, like it's okay to have, um, it's okay to, confirm workflows, bandwidths, um, um, priorities. It's okay to confirm those time after time after time. There's no issue with that. Um, so, um, yeah, so just a few thoughts. Like, I think, I think it's something that, I think it's something that a lot of people, um, founders are just not thinking about those two things that I just mentioned on this podcast today. Um, I think again, why I am great doing what I'm doing right now without any ego involved, you know, it sounds like I'm being very egotistical, but honestly, why I'm, why I'm great at it is because I'm building something at a very entrepreneur, business owner, operator level. And so I know what you guys are feeling. I'm feeling it too. Um, and I, and I want to be able to take the people operations, employee experience, focuses and perspectives and frameworks that I have in my head and give you guys a skill to now be you know, dangerous from that angle, meaning you have the chops as a founder and, and an executive and an operator. And then you also have the perspectives around the people side of this thing and, and, and how to build that out as well. Um, what's one more thing that I'm thinking about as I'm just in a good, good flow right now? Um, what's, what's another thing that I'm thinking about? Um, I, I think, I think one other thing that I'm thinking about, that's kind of like a blend of the two. It's just, um, is, is being realistic with, with what it takes and making sure and making sure you're auditing the people that you currently have right now and making sure they're doing things that are fully best for them and being okay if there's still some holes that you need to fill or others that you haven't even met yet that you need to recruit and have them fill it. And so what I mean by that is if you have a founding team of five or seven or eight, you know, I don't think just because Susan, you thought Susan could do X, Y, and Z, 
and then you found out she couldn't so that you you fire her now i think if susan can do six out of the inevitable 12 things you needed and she's great like like objectively great i think it's worth figuring out if susan is okay with just doing those six things and seeing how those six things correlate to her future goals and finding someone else to come in and do the six and then obviously you have to figure out the margins and the finances and what you can do but realistically i think it's worth the conversation instead of going immediately into having high turnover when you're trying to get an idea off the ground um just because this one person could not match exactly what you thought they were going to be able to match or bring to the table i just don't think that's a smart way to do it um I don't do that with any of my partners. Again, I had a recalibration conversation with Angela today. I've done this with Keith and Claire a bunch. I've done this with myself. I've done this with Naya. I've done this with uh, Sam. I've done this with every single person I've ever worked with. At the end of the day, objectively, here's what needs to get done for the business. Objectively, here's what you're great at, Naya, great at Sam, great at Sarah, great, great at Derek. Here's what you're great at, AJ. And then objectively, um, how do we find a match between the two? If there's 12 things that we need, the company needs everyone to be great at, you know, Derek, you're great at seven of them. Fine. Like there's no issue trying to figure out the other five or the other four or eight, whatever that math is. Like there's no problem that I don't necessarily need to fire Derek because I thought he'd be graded all 12. He's actually only graded eight. I just need to restructure. I think in the startup phase, there needs to be a ton of restructuring of workflows of focuses and at the end of the day, there needs to be more of a sport cohesiveness where at the end of the day, it's like, no matter what, we're going to make this shit happen, guys. Like, let's fucking go. Like, let's fucking go. Like, that's the momentum I want every startup to feel. Slash, what that means is that we are all going to love each other and contextually unpack everyone's personal point of views and strengths. And we're also going to live into everyone's realities and we're going to make sure we're doing what's best for the business by putting people in the best places to win but what we're not going to do is we're not going to not focus on everyone's contextual strengths we're not going to be so egotistical and selfish to what the company needs and making sure that we only find people that can do everything and not pay attention to the other variables involved so um yeah so just a few thoughts uh i enjoyed this i hope you guys did as well um Hope I sound extra crispy. Got a microphone today, guys. So a little bit different. Um, appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Thank you for every single download. Um, it's been a blessing. And um, Thanksgiving is coming soon. So I bet you guys are excited. So I am. I don't know what else to say. I'm ranting now. Love you. Thanks.